everyone, it is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, and this is Classic Wrestling Wednesdays, right here on Matt's World, where it is my world, and you all just live in it. And today is a very important day for many reasons. Numero uno, I am officially sober for 10 months. 10 months without a drink. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And also, thank you to uh, my mom, my friends, Prima. Yep, our friend to the show, Prima Johnny, and her mother. And also, Kenny Banesh, and also Anitra Barnes, aka Sansi. Thank you, girl. And it's another important day because we are kicking off the best of the Survivor Series championship matches. Yep, we're going to be looking at the best title matches of Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor Series, as we all know, is mostly uh, tag teams. Yep, it's mostly tag teams. You know, the eight-mans, the six-mans, and ten-mans, and what have you. But there have been some excellent title matches as well. And we're going to be looking at them. First title match we're going to look at. We are going to be looking at the 1991 WWF title match between Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. And this is right after The Undertaker had debuted a year into the Federation. Uh, he made his debut at Survivor Series 1990 and was on a long winning streak. And then, of course, challenge. Hulk Hogan for the for the championship. Yep. So we are going to be going right in to that match. So without further ado, let's get right in to it. Let me fast forward this a little bit. On. And, oh, here we go. Wait, let me rewind it back a little bit. There we go.
go. And of course, uh, at this time, Ric Flair was in the WWF, leaving WCW as the real world champion, as Bobby Heenan would say. And this actually took place in the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, where, ironically, Ric Flair lost the world title to Rugged Ronnie Garvin in a steel cage match. And Undertaker pushes Hulk Hogan back. Oh, he misses with a splash. And now, Undertaker staring down the Hulkster. Oh, side headlock. Hulkster's got him there. And there's Paul Bear on the outside with the urn. Ooh, yes! And Hulkster throws him in the ropes. Undertaker misses with the clothesline. Oh, and Undertaker with a shoulder tackle and Hulkster's down. And Hogan goes out. And of course, uh, Detroit, the Joe Louis Arena, hosted uh, has hosted many um, great sporting events and also concerts. Uh, the, the Detroit Pistons actually played in this in that arena for a while. And of course, that arena named after the great Joe Louis, former heavyweight boxing champion, the longest at that time one of the longest reigning heavyweight champions in boxing. And, oh, and Undertaker, he's got the Hulkster by the throat. Oh, look at him. Choking Hogan, and then his eyes roll in the back of his head. Yep, that was one of his signature things. <laughs> yeah, he actually did that one time in a uh, TV taping match against uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and it just worked. And he actually talked about it in the Last Ride uh, documentary. He said... You know, hey, I just did that. People caught on. They liked it. And he said, less is more. <laughs> yep. That's one of the things in pro wrestling, you know, you got to learn. Sometimes, less is more. Whereas with the Hulkster, more is more. Well, in his book, <laughs> at least. And the Undertaker is now choking Hulk Hogan right on that top rope. And we see there Paul Bearer. And uh, Paul Bearer, he actually, when he, as we see him now choking Hulk Hogan, uh, Paul Bearer was actually not the Undertaker's original uh, manager. Uh, of course, diehard uh, wrestling fans and diehard fans of the Undertaker might know that it was Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, who was the original manager of The Undertaker. And then around 91, he was starting to do more creative stuff behind the scenes before he eventually got fired the first time. And they... Oh, Undertaker misses with an elbow drop. They brought in uh, Percy Pringle uh, third. Yep, that was uh, his wrestling name, uh, going back to world class in Florida. And... They... They realized that in real life, he was actually a real-life mortician. Yeah, he was a real-life mortician. When he wasn't wrestling, he was, uh, or I should say managing wrestlers, he was actually handling funerals. And him and Bruce Pritchard uh, were in the bathroom, and they were talking, and he says, like, oh, so you're a mortician? And Paul was like, yeah, you know, I, I handle things. I was a mortician. I've handled funerals. And Road Warrior Hawk is in the stall taking a shit. And he says, Paul Bear. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. As we see the Hulkster now delivering right hands. And another one. Off the ropes. Clothesline. And Undertaker lands on his feet. That was another signature thing about the Undertaker. Is that uh, whenever he would get clothesline out of the ring, he would always land on his feet. You know... And for a guy his size, I mean, he was always so agile. You know, he was like a cat. 
you know, and of course you see him when he would, um, oh, so he slams Hogan right there on the ring steps, when he would be on the ring ropes and, um, uh, yeah, he'd be on that ring rope and he'd do like, uh, that move where he walk, uh, you know, do the tightrope thing and he'd jump off and land. Of course, he actually got that from the spoiler and who was a, you know, mostly an NWA territorial type of wrestler. And, you know, he was, like, so balanced. I mean, he was, like, uh, he just had a lot of agility and mobility, you know, for a guy his size. And, and he, also, he could do dives, too. He could dive over the top rope as well. And he started doing that in the late 90s, uh, right around the time when I was getting into wrestling. And we see Paul Bear. Oh, yes, yes, yes! And Undertaker now giving him a choke. Now Paul Bear once again choking the holster. And now, oh, Undertaker with the uppercut to the throat. And now he's choking the holster. There's the uh, Hulk Hogan look-alike there. Um, he's a longtime Hulk Hogan fan. He's 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 always been at um, all of Hulk Hogan's matches and stuff. And you can actually see him in matches uh, around this time and also in WCW. In fact, uh, yeah, he was actually at uh, Halloween Havoc 94 when Hogan had the, uh, the cage match. Yeah, he had the cage match against uh, Flair. And Undertaker choking him right now. Fans chanting Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Oh, he's gone down. One, two, and oh, the Hulkster kicks out. One, two, and oh, Hulkster kicks out again. One, two, no. Oh, man. Taker still got that hand around the mouth of Hogan. And Hogan trying to get up here. And also the other thing about um, The Undertaker, I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, Percy Pringle being, uh, his, you know, being in world class. Uh, he was actually Undertaker's first manager when Undertaker came into uh, world class during the dying days of world class before it became uh, the USWA. Um, he was the Red Stranger, and he didn't actually know that uh, he was going to be his manager. So those two go way, way back. And actually... Um, uh, Paul Bearer, he actually wrestled, uh, I mean, he managed Rick Rude, not only in Florida, but also in, um, but also in world class. Yeah, he managed him. And he even managed Lex Luger when Luger was in Florida as well. And Hogan is up. Oh, he's raising the hand. He's raising the hand up. And, oh, kicks him in the gut. Kicks him in the gut again. Oh, and it rakes the eyes. Off the ropes. Shoulder tackle. Undertaker still on his feet. 
Shoulder tackle. Undertaker bounces off the ropes. And oh, the flying clothesline. His signature move. Signature flying clothesline. And the signature pose on one knee. Yeah, and you could see the Undertaker was really coming into his own here. Yeah, and that was the other thing, you know, when uh, Undertaker, you know, would wrestle, like, uh, I remember, like, uh, his first WrestleMania match against Superfly Jimmy Snuka, you know, they had a close-up shot of him um, after the match, and Paul Bear was like, he's not even, I mean, Bobby Heenan was like, he's not even sweating. <laughs> oh, and Undertaker with a tombstone on the Hulkster, and the Hulkster's back up! Oh, yeah. Now you done messed up, Taker. Oh, right hand. And another right hand. A third one. Oh, there's the fourth one. And Undertaker still on his feet. Oh, Hogan with a right hand. And just another one. Oh, Taker. Oh, he goes down to a knee. Oh, he brought him down to a knee. It's a miracle. Oh, and Hogan saying he's going to lift him up. Breaks the eyes. Signaling he's going to slam him, but up. Oh, here comes the real world champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! As the Hulkster scoops and slams him. Oh, Paul Bear try to trip up the Hulkster. Oh, and Hogan... Oh, he had Paul Bear for a second, and oh, Hogan sees Flair out there. Boom! Right hand! Nails the nature boy. And now, Hogan... Hogan throws Undertaker to the ropes, the big boot. And oh, went for the leg drop, but again, Paul Bear stops him. And now, oh... Undertaker hit him right in the throat. Now he's going to go for the tombstone again. Oh, Flair with a chair. Oh! The referee didn't see it. Tombstone on the chair. One, two, three. And the Undertaker is the new WWF. Heavyweight Champion of the World! Yep. The Dead Man. One of his many multiple reigns as champion. And the thing about The Undertaker is, um... You know, I mean... I mean, people call him Mr. WrestleMania, which is rightfully so. I mean, he has earned that nickname. But some would say he's also Mr. Survivor Series because of his debut in 1990, 1991, winning the world title, and uh, after only being in the in the company for a year. But there's also he's also had some other moments at Survivor Series, but he even retired. He officially retired at Survivor Series. Um... But, you know, I mean, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I guess you could make the, the argument about him being Mr. Survivor Series, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Survivor Series has always been about the teams, not about the individuals, so, yeah. And there we see the referees and doctors watching over Hulk Hogan. And we're going to stop it right there. And we're going to get into our next title match. And we're going to Survivor Series 1992. Yep, Survivor Series 1992. And for this one... Yeah, for this one, we have Brett the Hitman Hart taking on 
the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, for the WWE Championship. And, of course, uh, this is not the Montreal Screwjob one. Nope. Of course, uh, the anniversary of that is going to be coming up. And uh, I am actually going to be doing a Wisdom uh, watch-along for that. So make sure you all tune in to uh, Wisdom as uh, Wisdom.com, which, by the way, I did a show on there to talk about uh, my sobriety, my 10-month sobriety. So make sure you all tune in for that one. But... We are going back to 1992. Yeah, 1992. At this time, Shawn Michaels was the Intercontinental Champion. Yep, he won his uh, first Intercontinental title uh, from the British Bulldog. And that was on the last episode of Saturday Night's Main Event before it would be brought back uh, decades later. And, of course, shortly after that, Bulldog would actually leave the company due to uh, the steroid allegations. Both him and the Ultimate Warrior uh, left around that time. And not only... Yeah, not only that, but uh, Bret Hart also had just won the title as well. Uh, he won the champion ship from Ric Flair and Skaks, um, trying to pronounce this correctly here, Skaskatoon, yep, yep, I pronounced it right, Skaskatoon, um, Canada, and he won the title from Ric Flair, and of course Flair at that time was still in a feud with Macho Man, and it was supposed to be uh, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect against Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Maniacs. And then, of course, Ultimate Warrior tested positive, you know, for steroids, you know, the investigations. And he got let go from the company. And thus, after that, they had to change it around. And they did the thing where they had uh, Mr. Perfect um, turn on Ric Flair because, you know, they want Bobby Heenan wanted to keep... Mr. Perfect as Flair's uh, executive consultant, and he actually at one point slapped um, Mr. Perfect, which was a big no-no, and he thus had the match, and of course taking uh, Perfect's place as Flair's partner was the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Yep, and... Of course, Razor was like uh, several months into the company, too. Yeah, he was about like a few months uh, into the company. So, so thus we have uh, this match here. Um, just setting this up right now, fast forwarding it. You know, trying to get to the main event. Wait on. Um, well, here we are, and actually we're going to start with uh, some promos from these uh, from these two guys as well. So, uh, without further ado, here we go. champion Shawn Michaels during the past month we have witnessed an incredible turn of events in your life conspicuous by her absence your manager sensational Sherry who right now is recovering from injuries she suffered during a confrontation you had with Marty Jannetty and many believe it was you to save yourself who pulled sensational Sherry nonetheless without your manager less than two weeks ago you captured the Intercontinental title from what seemed to be an invincible British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. And tonight, here at the Survivor Series, you face a man many believe is the greatest scientific wrestler of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart. 
and he is indeed a fighting champion during his short tenure. He has defended the title more than any man in World Wrestling Federation history. You want to talk history there, Sean Mooney? Let's talk a little history, okay? Who is the man that beat Bret Hart at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title? The British Bulldog. That's right. Now, who is the man that defeated the British Bulldog quite easily, I might add, to become the new WWF Intercontinental? You did everyone. That's though. right, me. Now, for all you mathematical geniuses out there, one and one make two. Two belts. See, when I signed for this match, Hitman, I knew I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Your belt's on the line. Mine stays right here. So tonight, all over the world, the last thing that people want to hear is, ladies and gentlemen, Shawn Michaels, the Intercontinental Champion, and new World Wrestling Federation Champion, A very confident Shawn Michaels, the reigning Intercontinental Champion, on its way to the ring. It's champion versus champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, scheduled for one fall, is for the World Wrestling Federation champion, Shawn Michaels, with me right now, the World Wrestling Federation champion himself, Bret the Hitman Hart, bringing his scientific knowledge here to the Survivor Series. Bret Hart, I vividly recall recently up in your home country in Canada, Saskatoon, you defeated the nature boy, Ric Flair, and made World Wrestling Federation history. You did it with your patented, painful leg submission hold, the sharpshooter. Since that time, you've embarked on a most ambitious series of title offenses, You've said no to no one. You've taken on all comers. I recall in a two-and-a-half-week span of time, you met and defeated, get this lineup, the Mountie, the Berserker, Rick the Model Martel, Big Papa Shango. Most recently, you defeated Virgil. You did it with the sharpshooter. Tonight, this title, your title, Bret Hart, the World Wrestling Federation title, is on the line, and you beat Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels. You know, Gene, Survivor Series and Thanksgiving have always been held in real close close games. And everybody around the world knows that Thanksgiving is maybe the most special day for giving thanks. And nobody knows more about giving thanks than I do. As I stand before you right now, being the World Wrestling Federation's champion. It took me a long time to get this far, Gene. Shawn Michaels... It's not about giving thanks for surviving one night. It's like surviving eight and a half years. That's what I've been doing, Shawn Michaels. I've been surviving a long time. I started out on the bottom, Shawn Michaels, of the World Wrestling Federation. I started out taking on everybody, clawing and fighting my way to the top, fighting my way through injuries, pain, all kinds of opponents, all kinds of shapes and sizes. It didn't matter who it was, Shawn Michaels. I went through the tag teams. I went through the Intercontinental. But you know, Shawn Michaels, I've won a few. I've lost a few. But I'm right now, I'm at, at the highest. I am the World Wrestling Federation champion, and I'm proud of it. Shawn Michaels, you're a great wrestler. you got all kinds of great moves. And i got nothing but respect for you. You're going to be a great Intercontinental champion. But Shawn Michaels, tonight, 
We're going to find out who's going to survive as the World Wrestling Federation champion. And the excellence of execution is feeling pretty excellent tonight. Let's get back to ringside. Oh, yes, indeed. What a matchup this is going to be. taking off his jacket he's got the sunglasses and there's Shawn Michaels the heartbreak kid the icon the showstopper the main event and of course someone who's also known as Mr. Wrestlemania I mean uh, him and the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan both their names are synonymous with uh, Wrestlemania And now, Brett, giving the shades to a nice little kid there. And now, yep, and this is when Shawn Michaels was really still early in his uh, run as a solo star. You know, I mean, as he mentioned, he just became the Intercontinental Champion. And, you know, still flying solo. And we see them walking up here. Brett. Oh, wait. They go right into the corner. Brett. He's got Sean right in that corner. Now, oh. There's a little push off there. And... And interestingly enough, um, you know, when Brett, I mean, when Sean, he said, you know, Sean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Michaels has left the building. Uh, that was something Bobby Heenan would say. That came from, like, Elvis. You know, like, Elvis has left the building because Sean Michaels, uh, he's actually a huge fan of Elvis Presley. And so when um Shawn michaels after a match you know bobby heenan on commentary and you can actually go back on some of the wwe home videos on peacock and even back to his first um wrestlemania match his first solo wrestlemania match against uh, el matador tito santana he says um ladies and gentlemen Shawn michaels has left the building and grill matsu to go who cares who cares if Shawn Michaels left the building? <laughs> ah, Gorilla and Bobby. Oh, man. What a team. I miss those guys. And Shawn... Oh! Pulls the hair down. Right there on Brett. And Brett with the kick up. Oh, twisting the air. Arm of Shawn. Oh, nailing him. Oh. And now Brett... Oh! 
Taking a knee right to the shoulder. Oh, he's got him. He's got him good. And now, Sean, he's back up to his feet. Sean, try to grab the hair. Referee looking. <laughs> and, oh, tried to go for it again. Nope. And Brett twisting the arm again. Oh, right there on that shoulder. And now Sean throws Brett right back into the ring. He ducks down. Leapfrog, oh, drop toe hold, and oh, Brett, reversal with the hammerlock. Oh, man, and let me tell you something. Brett and Sean, they have um, just different styles, and um, of course, when you talk about their matches against each other, other than the Montreal Screwjob, um, the most talked about match of, against each other is their WrestleMania 12 match, the Iron Man match, which was, you know, just pure pure art in my opinion just just absolute um pure art and it is um you know still you know a tremendous uh tremendous wrestling match and but they had some good matches against each other you know during brett's re second reign as intercontinental champion and uh they even wrestled in a ladder match, yeah, which you can actually find on one of the home videos. Um, I think it was on, yeah, I think it was on uh, Whack'em Smack'em and also Bret Hart's Greatest Hits, which came out in, uh, you know, which would come out in 93. And, you know, they had a ladder match against each other. I mean, of course it wasn't televised, though. As we see Bret, oh, take Sean out of the ring. And, of course, uh, the first televised um, ladder match in the organization would be Sean and Razor at WrestleMania 10. And Brett, oh, yanks Sean back in. Oh, Brett, going back to that arm, working that arm, arm bar there. Now, Sean is back up, elbow to the gut, throws him in, lifts him up, nope, Brett, he's got him, no, pulls back, Brett, flying high cross body, one, no, Sean kicks out, Brett is on the outside, and oh, shoulder block there, sunset flip, one, Two, no, Sean kicks out. Oh, and an arm drag. Bret Hart going right back to the arm. Good arm drag there by Bret. You know, Bret, you know, I mean, um, of course, you know, best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be. I mean, um, I mean, of course, well earned. I mean, a great technical wrestler. And Sean, oh, arm drag, but oh, Bret still stays with him. I mean, I mean, Brett has been uh, part of some of the greatest matches. I mean, his some of his best matches. I mean, Bulldog at SummerSlam '92, uh, the match with Perfect at SummerSlam '91. As we see, Sean has nailed the right hand, and even going back, um, well, even going uh, further back into the tag teams with the Hart Foundation. Um, him and Jim Neidhart, they had a great tag match against Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson at SummerSlam 90, which is a masterpiece. Sean misses with the clothesline. Oh! Brett delivers his own clothesline. One, two, kick out. 
Uh, as world champion, uh, other than the WrestleMania match, uh, another one of Brett's uh, best matches was, um, I would say, ooh, which one? I would say it was the cage match with Owen at SummerSlam 94. Yeah, most of his matches, um, his best matches were at SummerSlam. Uh, of course, he has earned the the nickname of Mr. SummerSlam, or as he would call it, at the SummerSlam, <laughs> as he would say in his promos, uh, at the SummerSlam. Wouldn't be just SummerSlam, just at the SummerSlam. And Sean pushes Brett into the ropes. Shoulder tackle. Brett goes over. Sean leapfrogs. And he's got him. Oh! Stun gunned him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Now Sean, I'll try to slam his head into the ring post. No, Brett blocks it. Oh, Sean pokes him in the eye. Pulls him in. Nope. Brett with the reversal. Oh, misses with the shoulder tackle. Oh, I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Oh my goodness. And this is actually my first time watching this match in this in its full entirety. And I gotta say, I'm very impressed. I, I have to say, this is another great overlooked uh, match here. There's the heartbreak kid. Stalking him, and oh, he's got him by the hair. And oh! Single arm DDT. Oh, he's nailing them with those right hands. And oh, Sean stomping on the throat. And now Sean throws bread in. Oh, chest first, right in the turnbuckle. Here's the cover. One, two, no. And that was the other thing about uh, Bret Hart was uh, one of his signature bumps was um, he would be thrown into the um, to the ring post chest first, and then boom, he would fall right on his back, almost looking like his chest would explode. I mean, you know, and that was the thing about um, you know Bret Hart, and Bret Hart talked about it in the uh, best there is, best there was, and best there ever will be DVD is that uh, going back to his days in Calgary, you know, wrestling for his dad, is that uh, he was a pretty good seller. You know, I mean, he always did a convincing job of looking like he was getting his ass kicked. And that was one of the, the bright things about Brett in his earlier um, wrestling career. You know, people say, like, nobody can take a shit kicking better than Bret Hart. <laughs> but he can dish it out, too. Yeah, he can, uh, he can definitely dish it out. And there's Shawn Michaels here with the side headlock and Brett trying to get out of this. And, of course, these two had wrestled each other in the tag teams, you know, going back to their days of and the Midnight Rockers and the Hart Foundation. And, you know, these two guys here um, now in their solo careers. I mean, both these guys have been Intercontinental Champion at this time. And Brett, of course, was in the main event as the world champion. And Sean was trying to get to that position, you know, I mean, um, they were part of the new generation, you know, and, uh, and of course, when you think of the new generation, I mean, those are the first two big names you think of, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart.
two guys who uh, started from the bottom, you know, wrestling in other territories, then wrestling in tag teams, and they were in the mid-card to semi-main event level. And then eventually, it's a few years later, they'd be in the main event level. Now Sean, well, he's still got a tight grip on Brett, and Brett, he's back up. Oh, elbow. Oh, another elbow. And another one. Going back to the ropes. Ooh, a drop kick by Sean. Right into the mush. One, two, no. Brett kicks out. And now Sean picks him up. Oh, the backbreaker. One, two, no. And now Sean working a chin lock here, side head lock. Trying to wear him down here. And, you know, Sean Michaels was, uh, and I talked about this on um, my wisdom today. Um, go look it up on wisdom.com, 10 months of sobriety. You know, Shawn Michaels was the biggest reason I got into pro wrestling. You know, I mean, he was just so athletic and, you know, not only the, the matches with Brett, but with Undertaker. I mean, he was just a phenomenal wrestler and still is, in my opinion. As we see Brett fighting back, Shawn misses with the clothesline. Shawn ducks down. Brett, oh, swinging neck breaker. Oh, yeah. But Sean is the first one to his feet and nails Brett right in the throat. Oh, and Sean kicking him right in the forehead. Ooh. And now Sean, he's got a front face lock right there on the hitman. Oh, wearing him down. And of course, this also took place at uh, Richmond uh, Coliseum in Cleveland, which was the home of the Cavaliers. Many uh, nightmares of Michael Jordan and the Bulls blowing them out of the playoffs. But, of course, it was in Richmond where um, the Survivor Series started, going back to the first one in 1987. Then they did it in 88, 89, I think 1990 as well. As we see Brett now working Sean in the corner. Brett. Nope, reversal by Sean. Goes up. Oh! Brett kicked him in the mouth. And Brett with the Bulldog. He got him good there. And now Brett. Second rope. Oh, he missed with the elbow. And now Sean. One, two. No, Brett kicks out. Now Sean, he's got Brett, throws him on the ropes, and oh, flying back elbow. One, two, Brett kicks out. Oh, and now Sean, he's got the front face lock on him. Back to wearing him down. Oh, I mean, this is telling a great story here. And, you know, and the thing about pro wrestling is that it's not just about the moves, you know, it's about using the moves and stuff to tell a story, you know, painting a picture. And, um, and of course, their styles, you know, match together, it tells for a great story, you know, because Brett is more the technician, the, you know, ground and pound submission type of guy, 
you know, hold for hold, move for move. Sean, he's more of, um, well, perceived at this time as more of a high flyer and whatnot. But he could adapt pretty well, you know. I mean, I put him in the uh, same category. I put him in the category of Ricky Steamboat, you know, as in someone who could uh, who can get down and chain wrestle, but he can also do high flying moves as well, you know. I mean, him and Ricky Steamboat, uh, their style is a lot alike, you know. And uh, of course, having watched many of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's matches, as we see Brent with a roll up, one, two, no, um, you know, Sean definitely matches up with uh, Ricky Steamboat. He's definitely a hybrid. Now Sean throws Brett into the... Oh! Brett! Leap cross over and belly-to-back suplex. Oh, five-star match all the way. Sean throws him in the ropes, leapfrogs, goes for another leapfrog, but oh, Brett got him. Slingshot, boing, all around the ring post. <laughs> yeah, and that was the thing. Shawn Michaels could also take a good slingshot as well. Um, of course, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, he was known for being slingshotted a lot in his matches, and um, they actually called it the Sarge Bump. <laughs> yeah, the Sarge Bump. Uh, he did that one. He got slingshot one time in his match with uh, Pat Patterson, and um, you know he was bleeding like a faucet in that uh, that alley fight that he had with Pat Patterson. And go check that out. I mean, um, one of the best early hardcore matches of pro wrestling. And Brett, he's got Sean right in the corner. Oh, he's nailing him. Throws Sean into the corner. Oh. Lands on top. Oh. And now, oh, straddling him on that top rope. And Brett, what a headbutt. Brett throws him into the ropes. Back body drop. One, two, no. Sean kicks out. And now, throws him in. Oh, Body shot. Russian leg sweep. One, two, no! Sean kicks out again. And Brett with the backbreaker. And now, Brett, he's going up. Oh, driving the elbow. One, two, no! Sean kicks out. Oh my goodness. And now Brett. He's got him up. Oh, straddles him right on the top rope. Yep. He's at the top. Oh! Vertical suplex. Superplex. Off the top rope. And they're both down. And now Brett. One, two, no! Sean kicked out again. Swing and a miss by Sean. Brett in the sleeper, got him in the sleeper hole, but no, backed up and the. Hit the referee. Oh, man, the referee. He got sandwiched there. And Sean goes for a kick. Nope. Brett caught him. Swings him around. Flips over. Nope. Sean got him. Nope. Brett got him. Oh! And Brett goes on the outside. And the referee laying down the count. And Sean rolls out, going right after the hitman. And 
and backs him into the ring post. And Sean rolls in. Referee laying down the count. Up, oh, Sean goes out. Again, right after Brett. And scoop it a slam on Brett. Sean rolls in. Again. And rolls right back out. Breaking up the count. And now, Sean rolls Brett back in. And now, Sean, he's got Brett by the hair. Puts him in the corner. Throws him in, and oh, Brett goes down right off. One, two, no! Brett kicks out. And now, Sean's got Brett. Throws him in the ropes. Ducks down. Back body drop. One, two, no! Oh, Sean is upset. He's getting frustrated. Taking your eyes off the prize, Sean. Roll up. One, two, no! And the word... Oh! Super kick by Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's what I also liked about Shawn Michaels, that super kick. You know, because I was into martial arts movies, Bruce Lee and all that. I mean, so when he would do the super kick, that was amazing. But, and also to quote Bruce Lee, never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. Now, Sean, he's got Brett. Oh, he's going to go for the Saido suplex. Nope, Brett raked the eyes. And Brett with a right hand. Oh, now they're swinging. Belly-to-back suplex by Sean. One, two, no! Brett kicks out! Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the hitman taking a whole lot of punishment here. Throws him in. Oh, forearm shot by Brett. And Sean is tied up in the ropes. He's tied up in the ropes. Oh, and he missed. Oh, and he got crotched. Oh, he got crotched. Right in the Canucks. Oh, that hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that hurt. Here's Sean. He's going out to the second rope. And goes for a drop kick. No. Bret Hart caught him. Bret. Sharpshooter. 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 And Sean. He gave up. He gave up. And the Hitman is still your heavyweight champion of the world! Alright, great match, and we're going to stop it there because AEW Dynamite is about to come on, and I'm not going to miss this one. So, I'll be back next week with some more matches, and also on Friday, Fun Day Friday, I will be talking more about uh, wrestling talking about the similarities between wrestling and comic books yep and also i got some bonus matches i'll be showing on there as well so until then don't have a good day have a great day take care everyone bye bye